0: Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time buyers, sellers, and investors. I'm your host, Mikey T., personal home consultant, real estate agent, homeowner, and investor. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. So today, we are going to learn how to make your house feel like home. And um, and actually towards the end of this interview, we're going to talk with our guest about her experience with a major home renovation that she's going through now. So I have Deb Foglia. She is the founder of the blog Seeking Lavender Lane. You could go online right now to seeking dot com or at seeking lavender lane on Instagram and a link to the crazy amount of social sites you have. I know it's right on top of your, uh, your, your website. So she's on Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter. I don't even know. It's, it's packed. I you're everywhere. So we're going to talk to Deb. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you being thanks, here. Thanks for having me. And, um, so we met through your architect, yes. uh, Paul, yes. um, PDR Designs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, y- you have to talk to Deb. And I, I guess he knew a little bit of what you were going through. Bit, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm excited to talk about that aspect of what you're going through because I know it's it's been a lot of what you've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're also going to visit that maybe in the future with your husband here too yeah, because I, I can't wait to hear it's probably going to be hours of a story. Um, but before we get into uh, what I would like to talk about is making a house a home. And if you go to your website, it, it, everything feels like home when, you, when you're looking at it. I want to know, what were you doing before you started your blog? Um, how did you become a blogger, a full-time blogger? And ultimately, how did you get the name Seeking Lavender Lane?
1: <laughs> I get that question a lot. Uh, So, yeah, before I was blogging, I actually worked in bridal. Uh, so I graduated Montclair State with the fashion degree, and
0: what what kind of bridal work? Like uh, I worked
1: at um, Kleinfeld Bridal in New York City. So, no way! Yeah.
0: Oh my God, my wife.
1: She's gonna. Loo-
0: Were you I ever on the, the show?
1: My wife is gonna die over this. <laughs>
0: Do you know how many hours of that show I had to watch because of her?
1: Yeah. So I've never was one of the main stars on the show. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm still in like the caption in the beginning of the show of me fluffing a dress, but yeah. So I started there. And And um, I worked there for five and a half years altogether, seven years in the bridal industry. And it was great. I loved it. It was, you know, same kind of idea with home, except I'm styling a bride. And it was a magical place to work at. So blessed that I got to have that job. It really... Uh, allowed me to learn people and how to talk with people. And so it was just great all around. Um, you know, New York City was tough, especially being in New Jersey. So that commute really... You
0: commuted from here to there I did. that whole yeah. time.
1: Yep. And it wore me down a little bit. And so... From there, I started a blog somewhere in between, and I had no idea what I was doing. I literally came across this one blog thinking she was the only one in the world that did this, (laughs) and this is going back five and a half years ago, and I'm like, wow – I so want to do this too this is amazing her home's gorgeous and I always loved home design like love trading spaces as a kid and you know uh-huh. anything that had to do with HETV just always really enjoyed it and so when we were in our apartment you know I used to just like constantly do decoration stuff and I just jumped in and I feel like it's kind of like how I do a lot of things I just jump in and I'm like <laughs> well, let me just try it let's go for it and somehow five and a half years later I'm still doing it and you know, and I love it. And I, I feel like if I didn't love it, I wouldn't still be doing it. You know, it's definitely a lot of time of not making money and, and all of that. And so.
0: Yeah. What's that journey been like? I mean, so mm. (laughs) because so many people, they YouTube podcast blogging, they see the successful one Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, 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 I don't know. They think like, all right, I'm going to turn on this mic and now I'm going to start monetizing exactly. this podcast. I'm not monetizing anything. Yeah. So, um, I know everything is like a long term, you know, thing, but right. how did you learn? Cause you have to learn how to do it right. I mean, yeah. you go to your, your blog, it's uh-huh. not like a, you know, a, a thrown together blog <laughs> like, page. Right. It, it's very professional. Uh-huh. It, it engages you. So how did you learn to get to that point?
1: Uh just a lot of time. I you know, I personally think myself probably took longer than what most people would. You know, I'm not a really techie person, so and I'm not a great writer either. So writing a blog makes zero sense for me. But I love (laughs)
0: nothing adds up. (laughs) It doesn't. I'm
1: like, why did I do a blog? Um but I just love the creative part of it. And you know, I learned how to work a camera and to the best that I can, you know, I wanna learn I feel like it's always a learning process. So definitely want to keep learning your photography and, you know, and your writing and, and your readers, you want to learn what they want from you as well. And so it just took just practice. You know, I mean, I have a web designer who I do pay and she does tweet things for me when I'm like panicking and I email her and I'm going, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And this
0: doesn't look right. Yeah,
1: And so she's always there to help me and she's, you know, pretty reasonable. So I'm grateful for that. But other than that, I just, I just learned as I went, I also just, talk with other bloggers and I think that's the biggest thing. For a long time I didn't talk with other bloggers. For a good two and a half years, I had no idea that you should be communicating with other people that are doing the same business as you. Yeah. And that's how you learn, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, did you do you go to any of these like blogging conventions? Cause I know there's so many conventions mm-hmm. out there and uh like all these different associations and stuff. So once you started, I guess, communicating with other bloggers and mm-hmm. getting into that world is that when you notice things take took off
1: definitely because you need each other you know as much as other bloggers they are my competition in a sense but at the same time we're all doing the same thing and most likely who's reading my blog wants to read someone else's blog because they're a blog reader you know so not everybody reads blogs but most likely if somebody's reading my blog she's a blog reader and she wants to read other people's blogs um so yeah i mean i went to the haven conference in uh south carolina and i um well, it was South Carolina this year, but it's usually in Atlanta. So I've been there about four or five times now, and I go every summer. And it's just a great way just to learn a little bit more and then just hang out with other bloggers. And I've made a lot of good friends, too, through it, which has been amazing.
0: Yeah, well, I, you're doing something right. Your your Instagram <laughs> following is 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 up there. Uh, your webpage, your content, everything's on point. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. You did all this while – you know, growing a family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: moving, all this mm-hmm. stuff that you've done and you've been able to, to maintain momentum. Right. Was that hard? Having a new family, blogging, going into a whole new sphere of world?
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I do think it's a privilege too that I get to work from home, you know, but of course people always think when you work from home, like, you know, it's great. But at the same time, there's times where I have to stop what I'm doing to do laundry or, <laughs> or vice versa. I have to stop doing laundry, you know, to work. And then my husband comes home and is like, why is dinner not ready? And I'm like, well, I've been on the computer, you know? Yeah. And so there's, there's always that balance. Um, you know, and just like I said, like learning is probably, probably the hardest part than anything coming up with content. I mean, a lot of my content was us just decorating and DIYing our first house. And so a lot of that, the content was there. It was just a yeah. matter of actually you know, taking the photos of it and writing it and then marketing it. So Sure.
0: Now where, where do you get your inspiration for your content? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, if, if it wasn't for like, I don't know, home goods, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have any design <laughs> thought process. Um, but then I go to like a blog like yours
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I go, how the hell did she think about putting <laughs> those 10 items together? And that looks like a perfect picture.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I love design. So I, I'm always on Instagram. I'm always on Pinterest. I'm always whatever magazine I can get my hands on, you know, all of that. It's, it's just all of it just inspires me. You know, I mean, I love fixer upper Joanna Gaines and (laughs) she's my biggest idol. And so I think for most people, but all of that. So I just feel like I just learned and I just learned what I like too. And, um, it's just my passion. So
0: that is awesome. It's awesome that you're able to, to live your passion. I know it, it can't, it's not always easy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, as everyone on the outside thinks. Right, right. You know, people on the outside, they feel that whoever they're following, like, they're having, like, the perfect life and the perfect mm-hmm. situation. And I it, there's so much struggle between what they see and what reality is. Right. And it's awesome that you're you're able to push through it and, and still inspire people and still put out great content because all that stress could always either derail you to say, I'm done or... Right or not inspire you to put out any content.
1: Right, right, absolutely. And they say, from what I've heard, is that when you start a blog, if you could survive the first six months, you're good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, I, I don't even, I, I'm better on the mic, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, like, on Instagram, where I have to, like, maybe put a paragraph together. Right, I mean, right. That's my blog. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram blog is at Mikey T sells NJ homes. <laughs> Um All right, so let's talk about, uh, you know, people that, they may have bought a home or rented a house or something, and they have no design, like thought process. I mean, so many people, even when I'm showing homes, they just look at at the room and they go, I don't even know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are like maybe some tips or some places, maybe someone that's looking to at least get their mind started in the right direction? Where, you know, where should people go or, or to get inspired?
1: Right. I always say start with Pinterest. I mean Pinterest is just the it's the easiest way to find what you like. And I always tell people when they're going to start uh, you know a makeover, figure out what your style is. And by figuring out your style, it's you're going to be looking through photos and you're going to say, "Wow, I really love the stone in that photo." Or, "Wow, I really love that the way the moldings done in that photo, or, or you know, maybe it's not even the, those little details. It could just be like, wow, I love that white kitchen, you know. And mm-hmm. so, by looking at those, you're going to see what's coming up most often, and you're going to start learning. That's what my taste is. I really love the color navy, you know. And so, from there, that's when you start applying what you see, you know, and that's what you like. And so, and then you should always put what you like in your home, you know, even if someone else doesn't like that. You know, you might love dark walls and, you know, your mom (laughs) thinks you should have wallpaper. And so, and that's okay. Just go for the dark walls, you know, because you live there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Now you mentioned Pinterest. Pinterest could cost a family a ton of money. (laughs) I mean, you know, as well as I do, I look on Pinterest, um, because I'm in construction also. So I love looking at design and ideas, but so much of what's on Pinterest Especially if a customer comes up to me and they're like, hey, I want to do this porch. Mm -hmm. And they show me and I go, whoa, do you know how much money that's going to cost? And they're like, I don't know. It looks great, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, it's going to cost you (laughs) $80,000 and then they pass out. Um, And you're going to renovations now. So you see the cost of stuff. Uh, So how does someone maybe come back to reality a little bit Mm -hmm. after being on a Pinterest high? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I always think there's a compromise, you know, and it's funny because I dealt with the same thing in the bridal world as well. So I would have brides that would come in and they would show me... These photos and and they would say to me, hey, my budget is this. And then I'd be like, well,
0: that dress, <laughs> yeah, I see it on the show. They're like, like
1: four times your budget. So but there's a compromise. And, you know, and same with those brides. I was able to find them a dress that was in their budget, you know, and maybe it wouldn't have every little detail. Like maybe it couldn't have the Swarovski crystals, but it had beading, you know, something like that. And so I think the same thing with your house is that, you know, there's a compromise. And so, um, you know, I'm dealing with it currently in my house. I mean, my contractor literally was like, you're not getting stone on your porch. And I'm going, (laughs) why am I not getting stone on my porch? Because you don't have the money for it. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can't have that. But you know what? Then I'll just get the exterior lights that I really like, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there's that compromise. The exterior lights are maybe a little bit more than buying cheapy ones. But then at the same time, I'm not splurging and getting stone on my porch. So, you know, I'm still saving somewhere.
0: So that's the main thing. I think what I'm getting is that you have to not be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people have that idea. Mm -hmm. Like I either, I either, I could have this or I don't want it.
1: Right. And
0: it's about overcoming that obstacle of you can't afford it. And Saying, okay, well, maybe I'll take these aspects of, like, the design mm-hmm. and introduce it mm-hmm. instead of just canning the whole idea.
1: Right, right. Exactly. You could still get the look. I mean, I definitely think DIY helps, too, you know. And I know not everybody has is handy or their husband's not handy, you know. But there's still ways that you could maybe get the look somehow, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, I've seen – Tricks like maybe you want a really thick molding, but the molding is going to really be an upcharge. Well, you could fake the molding, you could do a great little paint trip trick and make it look like it's thick molding, you oh, know. Sure, yeah. So, there's all kinds of tricks you could do, um, to get the look you want. Yeah,
0: it's if you're willing to put in the time,
1: the time, yeah, yeah. of course.
0: So, it's either you of could course. afford it or you got to make it happen one way or right, another, right?
1: Right, exactly.
0: Um, what now there are so many stores out there now that. I don't know. I remember pretty much like home goods was like the one place that I knew of with all like, I don't know, design stuff in there, but now <laughs> there's other stores. What are some of your favorite stores that you like visiting um, to get inspiration and maybe, you know, purchase stuff when designing your own house? And right. uh, where, where do you think you're going to be shopping pretty soon once you get the CO?
1: Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, I love, you know, even these stores, I might not totally afford everything, but I love pottery barn and our and, you know anything like that, I love either flipping through their catalogs you know that 's like my happy day like when I get a catalog in the mail, I'm like goodbye I'm yeah. like through. leave
0: me alone for a little <laughs> yeah, bit, yeah
1: exactly um so I love like their style because I think you know Pottery Barns is really classic and it's, it is and it's um you know it's a, it's a little pricey for most people it 's pricey for me, you know, but there's also ideas that I could steal from there, and so maybe. I could either DIY something that looks like something from the store, or I could even find maybe a chair that looks like a chair from Pottery Barn, and then I could go to you know maybe Amazon or, or you know some other place and find yeah. it for maybe a fraction of the price. Uh, so I definitely love those two stores. I mean, I I love Home Goods. Um, Pier One is always a great um, inspiration. Target, Target's like the best. Like I love Target. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what female doesn't love Target. Yeah. Target. <laughs> they
0: have hit the mark
1: they
0: have like for a brick and mortar store they i mean there's all women in there i'm one of the very few guys (laughs) but if i have to go in there there's all women in there and it's amazing how they have been able to stay successful Mm -hmm. in the economy well people you know think that it's all about online but i think more people want to feel and see items than. oh yeah Just go on, you know, Amazon.
1: You know, the thing is, is too, you can't buy milk online. So they've got that right where you already have to go to Target to get your milk. And then somehow you end up in the home decor aisle and then you find that really cute sweater for your daughter. And then, you know, before you know, you were supposed to spend, you know, $10 and you walk out with, you know... Two hundred and ten dollars worth of products, and (laughs) and then your husband looks at you like you're crazy. (laughs)
0: What's all these bags with the dots on them? I it it is amazing. Now there's a few new stores I know in, um, like our area, Ocean Township. Mm -hmm. I think they just opened up. um, What is it?
1: Home Sense. Home Sense. Yep, I've been to Home Sense. They they're awesome too. It's kind of like a Home Goods, but a little bit bigger. You know, Uh you get a little bit more furniture in there where Home Goods doesn't have as much furniture. Um, they have lighting in there, like a lot of good things too to find. So and good prices, you know. So, and that's the
0: key to everything, right? Especially exactly. from, I mean, most people have somewhat of a budget,
1: right?
0: And um, especially first-time home buyers. Yes, I think after they dropped all their money into buying a house, the you know they get shell shocked when it's time for furniture, and exactly. I think a lot of times decor and design get gets pushed to the side because Mm -hmm. they just bought a house that now they went to wherever Raymore and Flanagan, whatever got all this furniture that they put back on credit because they couldn't, they couldn't put credit before while they're getting a mortgage. And now they, they can't afford to get a, a stand or anything because they're stretched out.
1: Right, right. Exactly.
0: So I think that's, what's great about blogs and, and people like yourself doing these DIY stuff. Mm. I mean, even if you fail it, didn't cost you much to try a DIY and try it again. Right, right. I mean, it's way cheaper than hiring a designer to come in and, and bring all that stuff for you, yeah. which you could do a lot of times on your own.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's like, I mean, you could get hand me down stuff, you know, so you could get, you know, grandma's dining room hutch and you might think it clashes with your decor, you know, but it was a free hutch. Yeah. And so <laughs> you could paint that, you know, there's ways like, I mean, in our last house, there were so many times where, we didn't have furniture and I had either hand-me-down or Craigslist or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And in order to make everything work, I would just paint it and just like make the colors match. You know, maybe the yeah. styles didn't match, but the colors now match. And so and somehow it all works together. So there's always those ways to, you know, maybe splurge on your sofa because that's what you're going to be sitting on all the time. And and then instead of like buying like a really nice coffee table, find one, paint it or build one. You know, there's all kinds of ways that you could save money there for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I know even my wife. I wish she would have painted it, but she, <laughs> she found someone online that paints furniture mm-hmm. and, and this girl, that's what she does. She finds other furniture or at uh, like garage sales right. or sometimes on the, on the side of the road mm-hmm. and then she refinishes them and sells them on Facebook at a fraction of the cost mm-hmm. of like a big box store.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And there's always that aspect also. How about, how do you like, uh, like Etsy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sites like that? Yeah,
1: I love Etsy. I mean, Etsy's great for, like, gifts. Um, It's great for, you know, wall decor. I mean, Etsy's good for everything. Jewelry. I mean, there's so many things. Even vintage finds. Like, I'll find... I just bought um, these, like, copper pots from, like, France. (laughs) <laughs> on Etsy I know My son's like you really know like, oh, what, what was his reaction to that I'm like but they're a really good price if I bought them at like a shop in Point Pleasant it would be like three times the price and he's like okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you say so <laughs> he's just happy you're not spending that three times but he, he doesn't know <laughs> like I want <wouldn't> to know either <laughs>
1: sometimes I just don't say anything
0: <laughs> yeah. he'll find it in the new home yeah, once exactly. everything's unpacked he's from? gonna go where the heck I don't remember this and yeah, that. that
1: was in storage I swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 That is awesome. Well, what are some of the trends that you see either dying out now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or staying like they're still on fire for 2019?
1: Right, right. So it's tough because a lot of times, you know, when you talk trends and you're talking from somebody who's doing design, you know, whether it's an interior designer or these design bloggers and Instagrammers versus somebody who's a homeowner, I always feel like the homeowners are just, like, two steps behind, which is totally okay. Absolutely, because yeah. Because they are copying what they saw. And so it's tough, you know. So sometimes I'll say something and, and I don't want to offend people because it's like, no, 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 it's, it's totally okay. You know, just from my standpoint, because this is what I'm doing all the time, I want to be two steps ahead, yeah. you know. So I definitely think the gray trend—it's kind of like it's gone, you know. Um, I don't think you can't not have gray furniture, but I think gray flooring has gone, gray walls have gone, you know, um, at least for the whole house. You know, if yeah. you want to have a gray master bedroom, it's great, you know. But I do think the gray trend is starting to go. Um, I, I mean, saw
0: a lot of that with with flipped homes.
1: Yes, they were. Well, that's that's the thing. Flippers are going to do gray because. They're not designers, you know, yeah. they're flipping and they think, you know, they need to. Well, this
0: is what works. Yes. I found a tile that's really cheap exactly. and I bought 14 pallets of it. Yes. I found these cabinets that are really cheap and I bought every one that I could afford. Yes. So when I'm, sh- when I'm going into homes that are flipped, every single one pretty it's much looks same. like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's what's selling now. Of
1: course.
0: But like you said, I, I think homeowners, you're, we're two steps behind because it takes that long for someone to like absorb style and think that their style wasn't, isn't garbage anymore. Right.
1: Right. Of course. Of course.
0: So now, now you're two steps ahead. So what do you think, you know, looking forward, are we going to start seeing in, Mm -hmm. in these homes?
1: So I definitely think, um, you know, the farmhouse trend has been on and I think it's not totally out. But I do think that the farmhouse look is going to start to be modified a little bit. And Uh I'm doing that with our new home. You know, I'm bringing that still that charm of the farmhouse look that I really love. But at the same time, I'm not doing so cliche. And I feel like the farmhouse trend got a really like very cliche, very everyone's doing the same thing. Everybody wants to shiplap their walls now.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's one of the questions I was going (laughs) to, you know, shiplap Mm -hmm. um, pallets. You know, the even yeah. the pallet walls, pallet yes. accents everywhere.
1: I think that that is more commercial, I think. Um, I don't think – I think that the, you know, the wood walls are a little out now. I, yeah. I, I think so. You know, I do think you'll see them more commercial than you're going to see them in, you know, residential. Um, but I, I think – I still think moldings and character and stuff like that are still in. But I think by – shiplapping your entire house that's not a farmhouse might be out I, yeah you know i think we're starting to see the decline of it a little bit i think it got a little overly trendy and i do think that's sometimes what happens it gets too trendy and then everybody gets a little like too trendy too trendy yeah, it's you know a,
0: they, they get over it quickly
1: exactly yeah so definitely that um you know white cabinets the white cabinets are getting the boot so yeah Yes, which, which is hard because white cabinets is very classic. And I don't think anybody hates a white kitchen, you know. But white cabinets are on, you know, they're kind of now two steps behind. Uh huh. Um, so
0: what, what are they moving towards? So are they we're going back seeing, towards the wood?
1: We are seeing more wood cabinets for sure. Um, a little bit more of a modern um, kitchen now. And anybody that still wants to stick with that classic, you know, country kitchen, we're seeing more colors. Navy, grige, Um, you know, you're still seeing some gray cabinets and um, black cabinets is a huge one. You know, you're seeing a lot of the mixed tones. So maybe somebody still likes a white kitchen, but they don't want to do an entire white kitchen. So now they'll be doing these wood islands or maybe Mm -hmm. mixing and mixing their cabinets. We're seeing a lot of that, too. So
0: How about for countertops? Yeah. Still... I mean, you have the the, the standard granite, mm-hmm. you know, that's like... Granite's, your,
1: granite's been gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, then you have concrete countertops. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the quartz and all of yeah. that. Um, I do think that we're going back to more natural finishes, but I do think that most Americans are don't want a natural element because it you are risking stains and things like that, where quartz is so great for that. It's so durable. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that we're going to get into a little bit more... Um, details. So, you know, we saw a lot of the like very simple quartz, like very little graining and stuff. Now we're going to see a lot more of that grain coming back. Um, I'm seeing a lot of that in, with designers and, um, which is really cool.
0: How about for flooring?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you see going on there? I see, um, you know, I mean, hardwood has been kicking butt for a long time now, Right. you know, it, in the 80s, it was all about carpet and tile. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we're heading with with flooring now?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I've been doing a lot of floor <laughs> yes. shopping. If you've been watching my yes. stories, Mike. So um, I'm actually working with Avalon Flooring with our house, and their options are just gorgeous. And, I mean, every time I go in there, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, there's so many new stuff. And why didn't I, I see that last exactly. time? Exactly. I'm like, where was that? Uh, but I think lighter lighter wood floors have be- or come back in. You know, Like mm-hmm. I said, we've kind of – Straight away from the gray flooring. Um, so we're seeing a lot of like more of that bleachy oak um, and natural, uh, you know, anything like that we're seeing. So I think anything gray or that really dark stain has kind of gone away. It's, a it's bit. moving its way out. Yeah.
0: So we're not going to see as many almost that pitch black floor anymore. No.
1: I think everyone learned that you saw every little speck yes. of dust on it. Yes, <laughs> you, you know did. know I mean? Yes. And so everyone's like, oh, this was a bad idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. I When I renovated my house, we went real dark mm-hmm. at first. And I don't know if we're, we could call it luck or not, mm-hmm. but the finish didn't hold. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it was the house was cold when we applied the finish. Okay. Um, that's what we kind of came up with. Mm -hmm. So my finish started flaking pretty Mm -hmm. quickly Mm -hmm. and so my contractor came back in and we lightened it up Mm -hmm. and it, it took, it's, it's great now, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm, I'm happy that we went a little lighter because when it was dark, you saw every dog hair, you saw Mm -hmm. everything. I mean, you have to be on your floor cleaning it up nonstop, even with an area rug with dark spots, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a, I have a bull mastiff, so yeah. It's every day you, oh, yeah. you got to vacuum it because you see every hair oh, yeah, with the sure. dark stuff. How about stuff like uh, area rugs and mm-hmm. are, are we staying classic with like the oriental
1: mm-hmm.
0: rug still or mm-hmm. is it going more modern? Mm-hmm. Where,
1: where were you? I think it depends on the, on the house and the design. You know, I'll follow a lot of accounts where they have more of a modern style. And so they may have more of a modern rug, but I think we did see a lot of this vintage rug come in and, and it seems to be sticking around all of 2018. So I'm sure it's here to stay for 2019. Um, But a lot of vintage rugs, you know, vintage prints and, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of those vintage runners and, and um, you know, and some people actually that are generally a neutral home, you know, I like neutrals more so than color myself are actually adding pops of color now that you're seeing red rugs or pink rugs, and uh-huh. you know, so a little pop of color in your in your rug. How about wall
0: colors? Where, yeah. where are we looking? You know, I, I don't know. Builders grade is it's like a, whatever taupe yeah. wall, white trim, yeah. white ceiling. We're good. Yeah, you know, um, and then you have white everything. Mm-hmm. So where, where where are we looking? You know, with wall colors, Yeah, so
1: 2017 was the year of white walls, and I think it really stuck around for 2018. Uh, I personally like white walls, um, so I think it's here to stay, but I don't know how long white walls are going to stay. You know, a lot of people got a little freaked out when they heard white walls were back because they thought, oh my gosh, 90s. Yeah. You know, but I feel like it was done better this time. You know, people were adding, you know, details like board and batten and ship lap and crown molding and you know, or adding, you know, color in their decor versus, you know, I mean everything that was done in the nineties, let's you know, it wasn't great design. No, it was <laughs> it was pink carpets and white walls, like Yeah,
0: pretty much it was the simple trim, like, you know, small baseboard, small, you know, molding around your doors there's nothing special we lost i think finished carpentry for like two decades at some point i agree and i I see it now even in our construction we're doing more crown and Mm -hmm. more uh detailed moldings around doors and windows right and i like you said even if you're if you have white walls Mm -hmm. there's so much more there to to pop it out Mm -hmm. than this blah yeah Wall.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, because everything you were pairing it with within the 90s, like you said, the you know, small baseboards, you know, and a lot of the oak was really in in the 90s, that oh, really yeah. yellow Ugh. oak, you know. It was just <laughs> bad. That's horrible. <laughs> Our last house, when we moved in, it was built in 1985, and it was basically 1985. We yeah. moved in, and it was like builder grade, pink carpets, the walls were white, everything was that yellow oak color, <laughs> and it was like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: you know. So, so yeah, I think it went better for sure the white walls this time around. And um we're seeing a lot of dramatic colors now too. So
0: Like the whole room dramatically yeah, painted or of black, just a one lot of wall? Baby. Wow.
1: Yep. Um you know, now they're saying the Pantone color for this year is this coral, which I can't get on board with coral, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. We either. saw a lot of pink also. That millennial pink was big really? this year, yeah. So, well, my camper I did pink cabinets in my yeah. camper, so <laughs>
0: am I getting old <laughs> if it's done
1: the right way, it's yeah, I'm good. sure
0: you know i I try not to put like my own feelings on stuff, especially when I'm with customers. I'm right, like, right. you know, if that's what you love i I love it because yeah. you love it, you know, mm-hmm. I might not want it in my own house, but hey, whatever, you right, know, of
1: course you know
0: but but if it's done right, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, it it all flows. How about furniture? Are are we seeing the same, like a a change in style? Are you noticing?
1: Um, I mean, I think we are getting a little bit away from painted furniture. Um, I still think it works, though. I still, like I said, I think if you find the right vintage piece or if you really have something that you got to make work, just you're probably better off painting it. Yeah. But I do think that we're seeing more wood again. Um, And I think we're seeing. a little bit more modern as well. And um, yeah, but I also think it depends on your style too. You know, it depends on what you're really going for. Yeah. So if you're a traditional home, you're not going to just throw a bunch of modern furniture. But I do think we went – a lot of people are going more modern than ever. So.
0: Well, see, like all this information not only for homeowners is good but for investors mm-hmm. because as investors we have to think about – you know, who's gonna walk in the door mm-hmm. and how do we want them to feel right when they walk in and sometimes we have to get it staged mm-hmm. or some people to stage it themselves. Mm-hmm. But if you have the, the foundation of what's there mm-hmm. kind of correct,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the chances are it's gonna sell so much quicker.
1: Oh yeah. And I think I think also if like especially if you're doing something staged, you know, just make it look homey. You yeah. know, I don't think that that's going to turn anyone off even if it's not their style. You know, you just go homey. And I think if you are flipping houses, you know, maybe stop doing what everyone else is doing. You know, try something different, but you don't have to go crazy either, you know, because you have to still stick somewhat neutral because, you know. Yeah. But I would I would You know, if I flipped houses myself, I would try to go against the grain of what a contractor is doing, you know, maybe hire me. Hey, I'm up for the (laughs) job. Well, you know,
0: talking flips real quick. (laughs) I I know that the trend has been now for quite a few years blowing out every single wall in the bottom floor, Mm -mm. open floor, everything. I mean, they even want the bathroom, I think, opened up to the living room. (laughs) It's like, I don't I think it's too much at times. Um, it, do you think that that trend is going to start to change, where people are going to maybe go back to having a formal living room again or dining room, mm-hmm. not a, a not everything apart. I mean, you have multiple, you have an open floor plan at your house, yeah. but it's really there's still other rooms there that
1: mm-hmm.
0: are more cozy.
1: Right, right. So
0: where do you think that's going?
1: It depends. I think for the modern family, it just works. You know, um, I think that the floor plan. I think it's here to say. I think people. Love a big kitchen. You know, it's it's funny because a big reason why we did our renovation was because, well, first of all, you know, I live in Howell. And Howell has – every home was built in the 80s because it was all farmland until the 80s. So yeah. all the houses are mostly done in the 80s. And every house is done the same. They're all very boxy and, they've, and they neglected the kitchen. The kitchen yeah. is teeny tiny. Um, so our big thing was we were – every house we would walk into, it would be the same thing. Oh, well, big living room. Oh, nice size bedrooms. Tiny kitchen. You yeah. know, and so I think – we now live in the kitchen. People cook. People love cooking today, you know? Um, and I think we just hang out. You know, you want to hang out with your family. And that was a big thing for us. We wanted a open kitchen. We wanted to feel like when we were in the kitchen, we weren't separated from everybody else, yeah. you know? And so I think the lifestyle alone makes the open floor plan. But I still think that there's ways that you can still keep a cozy home, you know, and it might not necessarily be with the, layout of the house, but maybe just cozy furniture, cozy, you know, like I was saying, like crown molding, like details like that to make it still feel like home and cozy and traditional and, yeah. and old school, you know? So yeah. Cause
0: I I've been in so many homes that it seems like they blew every wall out mm-hmm. and it, it maybe it, because I'm not thinking too far ahead into how I would lay out the furniture. Mm -hmm. And and these are questions that people ask me They go, where would I put stuff? And times I'm going, I don't even know. It Mm -hmm. looks like the contractor blew everything out Mm -hmm. just because they knew that that's what's hot right now. Like open floor plan, kitchen, everything's exposed. Boom. There you go. Mm -hmm. Without a thought process Mm -hmm. of, well, where are they going to put the couch? and the dining room table, mm-hmm. and is there flow around? Right. Um, and I think that that's some of the downfall of a lot of these flippers right mm-hmm. now. They just go easy, like, boom, let's just open it up and let right. that, the other person figure it out.
1: Right, they see a wall and they're like, let's just take it down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty much. And they don't think how the flow of the house should go. They just want to take walls down because it's it's what it's what all TV shows are showing today yeah. and it's what everybody, you know, but I think it has to work for your house too. You know, um, we thought so many times that our last house, cause it was so boxy, like if we can knock walls down, what would we, we do with it? But it, really the house wouldn't make any sense. And we would have to toss in so much money to make it make sense. It just didn't work for us, you know? So I think it depends on the house. Um, but I have heard that people are craving a little bit of that, that nooky kitchen, kitchen again, you know, having that like separated kitchen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just don't know if it's going to be trendy though.
0: Yeah. Like I, I could see having some kind of separation there maybe with the cabinets the way an island is Mm -hmm. something to separate the kitchen from Mm -hmm. the living area. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like you said, I have a family, Mm -hmm. my kitchen opens into my my living room. So Mm -hmm. it's great with a family that you could keep an eye on everybody when you're entertaining, right? You're it, even though you're in the kitchen, you're, you're with everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it definitely will stay. Mm -hmm. I just, I think maybe like you said, people are going to, Maybe try to design some more cozy areas and not have everything wide open.
1: Right. And I think too, you know, like you're saying, like I think these flippers got a little carried away. There's certain houses that probably shouldn't be done like that. You know what I mean? There's certain houses. Yes, this works, you know, but if the house wasn't originally designed like that, there's a good chance it's probably not going to flow very well when you do do it.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, listen, we could talk about, I know, well, (laughs) you could talk about design like Mm -hmm. forever because and For any listener, just go to your site. Mm -hmm. There's so much there, and it'll probably end up costing you a lot of money after watching it because you're (laughs) going to spend a lot of money like wanting to do stuff to your
1: budget decorating. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right. Then there's people like my wife that'll go like, "I'm just going to buy it." So, (laughs) so to my wife, please do not visit her site.
1: Okay.
0: Um, For now, let's let's dive into um, what you've been going through like crazy uh, your recent home purchase Mm -hmm. and home renovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you and your husband, you bought a house with a renovation loan Mm -hmm. and now, uh, finally, it it seems like you have a lot of, a lot more progress than when we first, you know, spoke. Um, so let's dive into, you know, deciding on, you know, selling your home finding a home that needed renovations and then, you know, kind of quickly where we're at now.
1: Sure, sure. So, um, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, the way it all worked out, it worked out just, you know, for the most part pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first house we bought, it was, you know, our first home. I mean, it was a good-sized home for our family, but it just didn't work, you know, for the most part. But what we did was we did everything on a budget. Everything we did ourselves in that house and we didn't spend a lot of money. you know. We didn't buy a whole new kitchen. We just painted the cabinets. We did all of that. And I think from doing that, we were able to get money out of it. I mean, sure. first of all, the market worked out in our favor. You know, We bought at a really good time, and we bought with a VA loan too because my husband um, was military. And so all of that really worked in our favor. And um, so we were able to take the cash that we got from our house and invest it into a new home. And I think what happened was is that we kept feeling like why am I going to buy someone else's problems? Why am I going to buy a house that, okay, it's at the top of my budget, yet the whole house needs to be you know, gutted. It's not to my taste and all that. And so we came across our home, which was a foreclosure, and um, it was a small, boxy house, but it had property and it had a basement. And we said, well, with a little imagination, <laughs> we could probably make this into our dream home. Yeah. And so we met with Paul you know, from PDR Designs, and we talked to him about – you know, what we had in mind. And for the most part, you know, we kind of knew what we wanted and and we kind of, you know, laid it out for him and we met with contractors. And from there, it just all rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. And, and we've been doing the construction on that house since June. And so now we're we're, six months months in a little longer than we thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now for people that don't know, during this construction, you have been living in your in an RV. Yes,
1: yes. In a camper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which
0: <laughs> in June, July, August, September, even October was, uh but now you're in the winter time mm-hmm. in an RV, mm-hmm. frozen pipes. Yes. Like yes. what the f? Right.
1: Seriously. So, well, first of all, I don't know. Twenty eighteen, we decided to skip over fall. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else realize that we went. Summer, a couple nice days, of fall, yeah. winter. Yeah. And so we jumped right into winter, and it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, my So,
0: gosh.
1: I mean, we have our hose attached to our RV, and we've had some issues with the water. We had to go get a hot water heater because um, – a tickless hot water heater because our, our um, water wasn't really hot enough and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, so we've had our fair sh- – we haven't made it easier on ourselves by living in an RV. Yeah. But we did save a heck of a lot of money by doing it that way. We're right on property so I could watch everything that's happening, um, which one is more stressful. But then at the same time, I'm there for when these guys are around and I could say, listen, make sure you do it this way or don't forget to do that. And they don't like it very much. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contractors don't like when the, the no. owner's that close.
1: <laughs> they don't like me very much. Yeah.
0: And, and you're not happy because you're living in an RV in 32 degrees. Weather. exactly
1: and i'm just going get me in before christmas you better <laughs> get me in before christmas um you know i mean initially they said that we were supposed to be in by october and so for us june to october yeah it's not that deal? bad you know you could tent
0: camp that time oh, you know? seriously
1: i mean it's crazy so now we're you know it's getting a little longer than we would like um but we're hoping you know a few few more weeks we should be we should be in good shape you know we have electrician coming this week we have all our flooring's basically done it should be done by this weekend um, paints done, all of that. And, um, so, and our kitchen comes on the 20th of, of the month. I mean, literally right before Christmas. Wow. <laughs> so we're like, we're right there, yeah. you know? So.
0: And you could get a, a temporary CEO yeah. once that's in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I guess that's what you're shooting for. right That's now, what right? we're shooting
1: for. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. Cause we, I'm sure it will, I'm assuming we should have a CEO by end of January. Uh-huh. That's what I think, but I don't think we could spend another month
0: that rv wow i don't i don't know how you you've done it i have an rv Uh i have a 32 foot camper that we use for short periods of time Mm -hmm. and i don't know um well let me take this back i there even when we're home a lot of times we're on like one couch the whole family right you know i mean Mm -hmm. like it happens everyone's just like you end up being on top
1: of each other yeah
0: so like do i need 5,000 square feet or 10,000? No, I, I could mm-hmm. probably do a 32 square foot. Mm-hmm. But it's still nice to have some space. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when you walk into your house mm-hmm. that's being built, mm-hmm. it's like – It's
1: like a mansion now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <When> we <walk laughs> in, we're like, oh my <laughs> God. Look at all
0: this room. You're not going to know what to do once you're moved in. <laughs> no,
1: I know. I, everyone keeps saying that. They're like, somehow you're all going to end up in the same room still. Yeah. Uh, as. as at least the ceilings are higher, though, so that helps, you know? I mean, I'm only 5'1", so it's not terrible for me, but my poor husband, sometimes he hits his head on the, you know, the slide out and uh-huh. all of that, but um, I don't even know how we're still hanging on. I mean, literally last night, our propane went at 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Husband's fault, by the way. But <laughs> you're not using electric heat? No, so we're running by propane. Why
0: not electric? Uh,
1: no idea. We have our, I don't know.
0: <laughs> the only reason why I ask mm-hmm. is when we go camping, mm-hmm. I always have electric space really? heaters. Oh, yeah. well, we
1: do, well, we do have space heaters, but okay. the thing is, is then they, they trip. If we oh. have, so we can only have one in at a time. And so we can't use it throughout the night. So usually during the day when I'm home working and stuff like that, me and the dog, I have, I'll have that on. But yeah. at nighttime, we keep the propane on. And then also it, it ignites our... Um, tankless hot water heater. So we use it there. Cooking. Yeah. So that propane goes pretty quick. And so that's another thing, too, is that now we're really wasting money because all we're doing is dropping it into propane. And so 1 o'clock in the morning, we're like,
0: great. It's freezing.
1: This is crazy. And so we all piled into the kids' space and... We all slept together and put the space <laughs> heater on. And my husband got up this morning and ran and got some propane. It was oh my, on my like one my You have some month.
0: amazing stories to tell when when it's all said yeah, and done. Amazing,
1: yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. We're
1: telling the grandkids about this one day.
0: This is sure. like, you know, it's stressful enough being a young married couple. Mm-hmm. And then you you really threw a, a oh, curveball at it. Sure. Let's live in an RV. Yeah,
1: we get through this, we can get through anything. Uh, pretty sure. much.
0: Yeah. Oh, my We've goodness. We've had our
1: moments of like... I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. I'm gonna kill I'm gonna burn this RV down, you know. <laughs>
0: that's when you, you just get in the car and you take a little ride. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. I know. Wow. My husband likes to go sit out on the porch on the house. He'll go out there and <laughs> smoke a cigar and like sit out there by himself. I'm like, it's freezing out. What are you doing? He's like, I just gotta get out of the RV <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully he's not getting pissed off about no slate or something on the on the <laughs> on the porch.
1: No, nope, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's probably like, let me just get in this yeah. damn house. I don't care like what's on the floor, mm-hmm. I'll paint the floors. Oh, let yeah. me just get in.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is,
0: uh, well, I think, um, I'd love to have you and your husband back once everything's wrapped yeah, up because certainly. I think there is so much to dive into, mm-hmm. um, so much that people that are looking to go that route, mm-hmm. like hearing your story, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of, uh, learning oh, 100%, <laughs> lessons.
1: hundred percent. And I think um, like, I still, as much as we've had our hurdles, I still think it was a really smart thing we've done. And
0: absolutely. You know,
1: and I know come 2019 we'll be smiling, you know, but 2018 yeah. was, we call it the year of sacrifice for sure. You're
0: not kidding. Yeah. And it
1: was a whole year of sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and,
0: um, you know, I, I, I've looked at it from the outside, but mm-hmm. we've spoken mm-hmm. and there. I don't know it, from my perspective there's things that you know between your story and what I, you know I could tell the audience uh you know just as far as getting things in writing and oh yeah getting your expectations in writing up front mm-hmm. because the, you know there's been so many times where you thought certain things were going to get done mm-hmm. and then they I weren't did. done mm-hmm. and the contractor saw it one way you saw it the way it was drawn right. which um as a contractor, that's what we go off of. Right. Those plans are our Bible. But it's knowing those expectations and um, there, there's so much that we could dive into there. Oh, yeah. and yeah.
1: Uh, For sure. It's a, it's a lot. I, I think the biggest thing is communication, communication, communication because um, – and contractors, let's face it, they don't like to communicate. Yeah. And so that's the hardest part is, is dealing with what you have in your head and what you're expecting and then what they have in their head and what they're expecting and, um, you know, and obviously money is always, you know, always the issue.
0: Absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's funny, like there's different schools of contractor, you know, sometimes the older school guy, mm, they kind of, they, they live like, ah, uh, you know, very, uh, lackadaisical with their details and, mm-hmm. you know, they, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to build you this. And then it's, oh, well, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, where, like that's probably how my father mostly did business. Okay. Um, you know, like, ah, I'm going to build you an addition. Okay. Well, what's in there? Well, don't worry about it. I, there's going to be windows, a door, whatever. <laughs> Where me and my brother were like, okay, you're going to get Anderson, Da 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 da. Your mm-hmm. door's going to be this. There's going to be 17 outlets. There's going to be like, we go through every single thing so that when we do a proposal, mm-hmm. like our clients know, like, well, if you get a price from Jack, the carpenter make sure he's bidding on everything we're bidding on and not just mm-hmm. I'm building you a room. Right. Um, but the, you know, sometimes Jack, the carpenter, his father was like my father and he just figured that's the way you do things, right, right, you course. know? Um, and there's really no standard out there mm-hmm. until you're in business long enough to know. There's times where we got screwed because we weren't, we weren't upfront with right. like, like okay, there's a problem here. We just fix it, and then we come back with a change order, and they go, "Well, I'm not paying that." And right. then we go, do "You know, we didn't tell them the change order amount. Mm-hmm. We just did it." Mm-hmm. So there's been times where we were burnt, and that's what created the way we do business. Yeah, we got hurt. Yeah. So it, it's almost reversed than like someone like you know mm-hmm. customer getting hurt.
1: Right. Right. So um, and same thing with my contract. contractor. Same thing. I mean, he's you know keeps saying he's in the negative, and I, I kind of believe the guy. I really yeah. do.
0: He- I mean. But it's so hard, you know. I see it like I feel for my clients. I feel for mm-hmm. people so much. That's why I got into real estate is yeah, because I right. saw people. I mean, people get taken advantage all too often. Oh, yeah. I just heard a story yesterday. It's it's horrible. This there was an agent that had an exclusive listing, mm-hmm. um, so I couldn't help. It was like a schoolmate's mother, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she goes, oh, can you at least refer your your home inspector guy? So I send my guy there. Mm-hmm. I knew he would do a good job. The report came back atrocious. Oh, they sent me the report. Just looking at it, I said, I don't know, thirty, fifty thousand dollars easily. The inspector said at least twenty five thousand dollars. He was there. Mm-hmm. The agent was like, ah, oh, maybe I could get you five thousand dollars. There's really nothing wrong with this house. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. Just cut out. You know, there's walls with a ninety nine percent moisture content in there. Mm-hmm. Just cut that out. All this stuff, and she the, the agent was just basically going to sell these people right down the river right. to buy a crap house. And being that that agent was on both sides of the deal. Oh, yeah,
1: she's making a nice yeah, little penny Yeah, and that. there's
0: nobody to really fight her. Right, right. You know, she's, she's fighting. She's trying to keep the deal together for herself. Mm-hmm. So when I got into business, it was because of people like that, mm-hmm. that there's so much dishonesty out there. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I pride my brother and myself with our construction, like – Um, we're honest sometimes to a fault where Mm. maybe I know my my brother more than myself. He'll like talk people sometimes out (laughs) of like, do you really need to spend that money? I mean, it's a lot of money for this. I mean, we could do something else, you know, but, um, you know, it's just what you learn in business over time. And hopefully, you know, that's my biggest message for people is just like, ask a lot of questions, get things in writing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not comfortable, don't move forward with it, you know, use your gut, and so many people want to trust their contractors. They want to trust their agents. They want to trust their attorneys. But sometimes you have to question it. Right. You know, you have to question everybody. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, Your there's doc- a lot of stuff, yeah. too, that you just don't know. And unless you go through the process, you know, like a, being a first-time home buyer. I mean, I remember us. We had an inspector come to our house, and he said nothing was wrong. We had a our our um, HVAC broke the day we turned it on. <laughs> we had to fix our roof. We had a huge hole in it. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, the list is yeah. endless. And I remember us thinking, this is absolutely insane. Like, yeah. you know, lesson learned. And, you know, we said, if we ever buy a house again, we make sure that we get an inspector. I mean, our house was a foreclosure, so we did not yeah, matter the, anyway. Yeah, but exactly. You know, if we ever did buy another house again, you know, get multiple opinions. Sure. And, you know, really hire your own guy. Like just, I don't know. I don't even know. But there's, there's, it's such a lesson learned. Like when you buy a house or renovate a house, it's really, you know, if you're, if you're not in the business, your family's not in the business and you don't know anything about it. It's a lot, you know, sure, you could definitely get taken advantage of for sure. A hundred
0: percent. Well, listen, I thank you for sharing all that information, your story. I can't wait to have you and your husband here (laughs) to once everything's wrapped up (laughs) to talk about it. I think it's probably going to be like a four part series. Oh my
1: (laughs) gosh. I know. Oh my I'm going to have
0: to bring him some cigars and, and whatever he drinks. I don't know. We might have to do it on a Saturday night. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. Fun. Maybe we'll do this on location at your house yeah. where he could just, he could. Seriously. I don't know. It might make him even more angry, <laughs> but before we wrap up, I want to get to know a few th- things more about you. A little Fire. Let me know. What is your favorite book?
1: So book, um, I'm really a magazine girl.
0: Okay. Well, so, Us Weekly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Country Living Magazine. Um, I'm not, you know, I haven't really read in a really long time just because of my life, you know. I love Nicholas Sparks, though. Anything, like, romantic, I love that. And, um, you know, I also, like, I have a devotional book that I read, like, almost every morning. It's just my spiritual book. And, you know, that just starts my day right with God. And so that's um, that's probably, you know book's not, not, not easy for me.
0: (laughs) How about what's your favorite show?
1: Well, currently we really love this is us. So I think every female loves that. My husband watches it too. Um, (laughs) so we really like that show, but I think all time favorite show ever has to be lost. Yeah. I was like a huge lost fan. Like that was like the best show ever. Couldn't miss an episode. Oh my gosh. That was the best.
0: right, what's your favorite quote?
1: Okay, so... You
0: must have some with what you're going through right now. I know.
1: I feel like I find a new quote every day that I'm like, yes, this defines my life. <laughs> um, I want to say probably, um, not quote, but maybe Bible verse, you know, Psalms 4610, uh, be still and know that I am God. Like, I just, that just reminds me all the time that we just have a Heavenly Father who just freely... You know, he takes care of us, and I'm a super antsy person. Everything makes me antsy and nervous and anxious. And, and I just feel like that just always settles me and just makes me remember that, you know what, we have a Heavenly Father, and he truly has, you know, good things in store for me and that n- no matter what's going on, he, you know, he knows the bigger picture. Yeah. And so, absolutely.
0: Yeah. How about what piece of advice has someone either, either given you or what piece of advice about anything, it could be this home process. It could be anything oh, that you can give somebody.
1: Oh, piece of advice, man. Um, I gosh, I don't even know piece of advice. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like, you know, I mean, my husband's always like, I just really, I, you know, he's just always an inspiration for me and everything. And I feel like everything that he says and does, like, you know, he just really has. He just has such good wisdom on things. And, and I just think, like every day in my life, like I said, I'm a very antsy person. Everything stresses me out and makes me nervous. And I'm like, can't wait for this. Can't wait for that. You know? And so he just kind of just, you know, levels me out as a person. So I don't know if I have a piece of advice. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe I really maybe don't it's know. just find
0: that person that balances you out.
1: Yeah, right? I guess so. I guess that's like, yeah, exactly. You can't have and and too just stress go stressful. with it. You know, yeah. just go with it and just. You know, don't think, take things too seriously, you know. I think that's always good advice, too, It's yeah. just, um, you know, tomorrow's a new day, and... Um you know, especially with what we're what we've gone through this year, you know, it, overall, it's a blessing to be able to build a house. And, you know, I never want to take that for granted and make like a sob story out of it. But for sure, it has been a very stressful year. And every day is a new hurdle and a new, you know, and so you just take one day at a time.
0: Yeah, it's one day closer to.
1: Yeah. And one day closer. Exactly. <laughs> back in.
0: But yeah. where can everybody find you? Let's give all the information out. Your website, yep. your Twitter. I mean, I know you don't like Twitter too much. <laughs> I don't <like> Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me over on my blog, seekinglavenderlane.com. Um, and You can find me on Instagram. I'm on there all day long showing the behind the scenes at Seeking Lavender Lane and Facebook slash Seeking Lavender Lane. Don't even bother with Twitter. Um, And I just started a YouTube channel, but I can't even tell you what it is yet. So (laughs) you'll find it on my blog. I think I have it linked somewhere.
0: (laughs) It's probably linked back to Seeking Lavender Lane. Something
1: like that, yeah. How did
0: you come up with that name? Seeking Lavender Lane.
1: Yeah, so Seeking Lavender Lane. Um, so like I said, I started my blog five and a half years ago. And I started it when we were um, searching for our last house. And so I happened to find this house in the Carolinas that was on Lavender Lane and because I wanted to move down south. That was like my goal. And it, it never happened. And <laughs> it probably never, never will. So I was just like, you know, just – playing around looking at houses and this house was beautiful. And I love that it was on Lavender Lane. I was like, that's the most beautiful name I've ever heard. I love that street. I I need to live on Lavender Lane. And so I started my blog while we were searching for a house and and I decided to call it Seeking Lavender Lane. Like I was in search for my Lavender Lane. And so, and that's where it came from.
0: I love hearing about how names come about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I I always wonder. I'm like seeking Lavender Lane. I'm like I don't get
1: it. <laughs> I know. So many people say that. I'm like, should I rebrand? I don't know. But it maybe you just got to put an so about long.
0: or something. I know exactly. <laughs> but that that is a great story. Now I know it, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. I this appreciate fun. it, and I can't wait to have you guys back on the yes. show. Yes.
1: Oh, my husband will. He'll love this. Oh he'll, my god. He'll ham it, it up all day. So. Yeah, I think it's going
0: to be awesome. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T. Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Mikey T. Sells NJ Homes and at THS Home Advisors. A link to the website can be found on all my social sites. Please leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Share and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Message us with any questions or topics you may have. And if you're a professional that could bring some value to the show, please reach out. I'd love to have you. Together we can learn and grow. i like to end in with a quote. I love this guy. His name is Napoleon Hill. You ever hear of him? Mm -mm. There's a book, Think and Grow Rich. Hmm. Get the audio version if you don't want to read it. (laughs) It it is amazing. This guy has pretty much changed my life. Like His book, amazing. But very simple quote, you become what you think about. So God bless everybody and have an amazing week.